You are locked in to Locked On Badgers on a Tuesday talking Wisconsin and Purdue game day today at the Kohl Center. 6 p.m. tip, ESPN Super Tuesday, which means we get Dan Schulman and Dan Dockich on the call. Not the biggest Dockich fan in the world, but hey, Dan Schulman's a great broadcaster and it is the ESPN primetime game. You're locked in. My name is Asher Lowe. I'm the sports director at WSUM 91.7 FM Madison Student Radio. I'm also a contributor at BadgerBlitz.com and a play-by-play broadcaster for Badger sports, including basketball and football. Most importantly, I'm your host right here on the Lockdown Badgers podcast, where we talk Badgers basketball and Badgers football every single day. Filled with stats, filled with special guests, and filled with all things Badger sports. Make sure you listen and follow for free to the podcast on Google Podcasts, and you can, of course, play Locked On Badgers on your smart speakers by saying play podcast Locked On Badgers. Also, leave us a review on iTunes if you listen on Apple Music slash iTunes. It's called Apple Music now. But if you listen on Apple Music, leave us a review. Also, you can follow us on Twitter at LockedOnBadgers and follow me on Twitter at ALOW underscore 33. I'm always talking Badger Sports on Twitter on both of those platforms. And you can get links to every single episode uh, when it's released that day on Twitter at Locked on Badgers. So make sure you follow us there. Wisconsin and Purdue, 6 p.m. tip at the Kohl Center. Purdue entering this game 14-12, 7-8 in the conference. Wisconsin entering at 8-6 and six in the conference, 15-10 and 10 overall. And, of course, Purdue absolutely handed it to Wisconsin the first time these two teams met at Mackey Arena, a place that not many teams have found a way to win this year, but Wisconsin, that's been a place where, let's just say there's no building that Wisconsin basketball would rather play in statistically, or would rather play in less, I should say, than Mackey Arena. That is a house of horrors for Wisconsin, always has been, and it was again this year in a 70-51 lopsided loss against Purdue. So the last time these two teams met, one shocking stat from that game that I'll talk about in just a second. But the last time these two teams met, a lot of the stats for a 19-point blowout loss, a game that was never close, a game where Wisconsin scored 15 first-half points, a lot of the stats offensively wouldn't really jump out of the page at you or jump off the page at you as stats that would be common for a blowout loss like this. Purdue made two more threes than Wisconsin. Wisconsin shot 7 of 22 from three. Not great. Purdue shot 9 of 19 from 3. It's not, but once again, you don't have a massive difference there in terms of 3-point shooting. Overall field goal percentage, very, very, very similar for these two teams. So the shooting, extremely similar. The one stat that just absolutely jumps off the page at you, and, I mean, it's, it's wild. I don't think Wisconsin has had a differential like this in this category in a game all year. And that is rebounding. And boy, Purdue's big. No doubt about it. Travion Williams is their best player. He's a big man. Matt Harms is seven foot three. Of course, he plays significant minutes for this team, averages five rebounds a game. Williams averages over seven rebounds a game. Purdue out rebounded Wisconsin. 42 to 16. Wisconsin total had 16 rebounds. Purdue had 16 offensive rebounds. 
That's that, I mean, that is staggering. You are never going to win a basketball game like that. There is not a single time you'll win a basketball game when you're out-rebounded by 26. And your opponent has, uh, as a result, 14 more shot attempts, which is what Purdue had. When you have 14 more shot attempts than your opponent, you got to play unbelievably efficient offense if you want to win with 14 less shots. You're not going to win with 14 less shots. It won't happen. And 16-2 to in the offensive rebounding category. Purdue dominated Wisconsin on the glass. We'll see if that changes. I think Micah Potter starts. And we've seen, we saw Micah Potter start against Ohio State. We saw him not start against Nebraska, which uh, didn't surprise me completely. Because the thing is, it's been all about matchups. And against Ohio State, a big team. Micah Potter starts against Nebraska, a team that plays quicker. A team that, you know really relies on quick hitters offensively. Micah Potter doesn't start. I understand both of those decisions. Those both made sense to me from an X's and O's standpoint. I actually said, I think, pretty sure I said before the Nebraska game, I didn't think Micah Potter would start. And I think he starts against Purdue. And I think it makes a lot of sense because if you look at how badly Wisconsin was out-rebounded, they're going to need as much size on the floor as they can have. And I think Reavers and Potter play a lot together in this game, and I think they should play a lot together. Because when you don't have stars, when you don't have guys that are clearly better than other guys, it becomes even more about matchups, right? Because there are players that transcend matchups. There are players that play 35 minutes a game, no matter who you're playing, what style they play, how they're defending you, it doesn't matter, right? The Cassius Winston of the world, the Miles Powell's of the world, Yudoka Azubuki's of the world, these are players, Luka Garza's of the world. It doesn't matter who you're playing against, right? Wisconsin doesn't have a single one of those guys. There's no transcendent player on this Wisconsin team, right? There's a lot of decent players. And a lot of guys that have to work together to achieve that common goal of winning. And with that comes inconsistent minutes, right? Scattered minutes based on who's hot, who's not. Based on matchups. And we've seen this play itself out in multiple ways. Just look at the Ohio State game versus the Nebraska game, right? Brevin Pritzel having a day, and Brevin Pritzel comes off the bench and plays 33 minutes. And Dimitri Trice, you know, Brad, sorry, Brad Davison plays 27 minutes. He struggles. Two of seven. Brevin plays 33 minutes. And then you go and look at the Nebraska game directly after that. After a game, by the way, Wisconsin beat Ohio State. So it's not like it was back to the drawing board after that win. You look at Brad Davison having a career day. Pritzel struggles but plays 36 minutes probably because of what he just done. But Brad plays seven more minutes than he did against Ohio State because he's having a career day. That's just how this team works. Micah Potter plays 19 minutes against Nebraska. This is the best example. With Potter playing 19 minutes against Nebraska and then you flip over to the Ohio State game where Micah Potter made the first start of his career and he plays 24 minutes, right? So there's a difference in minutes in most games that's five or more minutes difference for a lot of players on Wisconsin's team just based on who's playing well and who's making shots. And that's the nature of this team. Next man up, right? We don't know who it's going to be. And that'll carry over to this Purdue game. More on Purdue and how Wisconsin can beat Purdue and keys to the game in just a second.
March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. The Badgers were decimated by these same Boilermakers at Mackey Arena. Decimated on the glass. How does that change? So Purdue, what do they do well? A lot like Wisconsin, this Purdue team is the kind of team that doesn't beat you with a single guy offensively. And that's been their MO all year long. You look at their leading scores. Their leading score, Trevon Williams, only averages 11 a game. But their top five leading scores average, respectively, 11, 10.4, 9.8, 9.3, 8.8 points a game. So you have this extremely balanced scoring where the top scorer on the team, Trevon Williams, and the fifth scorer on the team in terms of just points per game average, Sasha Stefanovic, those two are separated by 2.2 points, which is a tiny, tiny margin when you think about it. And just shows you incredible balance in the scoring that this team does. And it can be someone else on any given night, right? You look at Wisconsin, for example, a team that's extremely balanced. That difference between first and fourth, or first and fifth, excuse me, in terms of scoring, still over four points a game with Reavers and Davison. With Purdue, it's 2.2 points a game separating the first and fifth score on this team. Now, that is wild. Trayvon Williams, Eric Hunter Jr., a sharpshooter, the sophomore. Jihad Proctor has been really coming on as of late, had a really good last couple weeks, and as a senior, having a very solid end to his career. Had a good game against Wisconsin last time these two teams met. Then, of course, you have Matt Harms, Mr. Hair Flip, Mr. Energy for this Purdue team. Watch how many times he flips his hair. It's it's truly a remarkable thing. Seven foot three, of course, one of the tallest players in the Big Ten. Does not rebound exceptionally well, but has that inside-out game where he can step out, hit a jumper. You know, this is the kind of game that you have to win at home. You have to take care of business at home in the Big Ten Conference. And if you look at Wisconsin and their margin for error right now, it's a lot bigger than it was two games ago. Right, because you felt that coming into the Ohio State game and the Nebraska game, those are both very losable games. And if this team's sitting at thirteen and twelve, losers of three straight, we're having a very different conversation right now. But you have to think with this Purdue game, and it's it's a game that Wisconsin should win, and I think will win. But Purdue, Rutgers, Michigan, Minnesota, Northwestern, Indiana. You look at these six games, and you have to think. If Wisconsin wins two, it's over. They're in, in my opinion. If Wisconsin goes 17-14 and 14 and goes 10-10 and 10 in the Big Ten Conference, they're in. That's how good this league is. They should win more than that because a home game against Northwestern is practically a gimme if there is such thing in this conference. So that's a win. And then you have home games against Purdue, Rutgers, Minnesota. So at worst, I could see this team going 2-4. and four. But the margin for error in terms of seeding 
matters, right? Because you go two and four, you're not getting a seven or eight seed. You're looking at a nine, probably a ten. Probably a ten seed if you go two and four, I would imagine. Maybe even dropping to the eleven line, which would be a steep drop from where they are right now, which in most projections, Jerry Palm today had Wisconsin at nine. I've seen more eight seeds than nine seeds. But the margin for error is not massive in terms of seeding. Every game means a ton. That's how close this bubble is, and that's how close the Big Ten is, of course. But for Wisconsin to win this game, they need Nate Reavers and Micah Potter to rebound like bigs, right? They need massive rebounding numbers from Reavers and Potter, and they need that to carry over to a big win because plus 26 on the glass, that is that's something you take personally. Right, that that is about effort and energy in a lot of ways, and Wisconsin gave up in that game at Mackey in the first half. They scored 15 first half points. They threw the towel in. Right, it's an energy, effort, respect thing when you get out rebounded by 26, and Wisconsin needs to right the ship in that category. That's the key. That is the key to the game. Wisconsin needs to right the ship in the rebounding category, and they'll win this game. Coach Guard was actually asked about the rebounding numbers today at a press conference and I quote 42 to 16 has been talked about quite a bit the last few days end quote that's what Greg Gard said on Monday and if you if that you don't take that personally I mean you're not you're not an athlete you're not you're not a competitive athlete right because like this is in basketball there's nothing more kind of just personal than getting out rebounded like that right that is just the sign of getting out physical, out muscled. And it's one of the reasons why I think Wisconsin wins this game, and I don't think it's that close. I think Wisconsin wins this game by double digits. And here's why. First of all, I think Wisconsin muscles up on the boards. I think Wisconsin simply knows going into this game that this is the point of emphasis. They were destroyed in this stat in West Lafayette, and it's not going to happen again. It's one of those things you can fix with energy and effort. I think Wisconsin does that. Secondly, Purdue... Outside of a win against Northwestern on the road and a fluky game against Indiana, have been pretty bad on the road overall, including a 63-37 loss at Illinois, including a loss at Michigan, including a loss at Rutgers, but who hasn't lost at Rutgers, let's be fair. And it's just been a struggle for them when they head away from home, losing double digits by double digits at Marquette. They just don't look like the same team outside of Mackey. And most Big Ten teams, this has been the case, of course. But Purdue also enters today's game on, on a real slide. You know, over the last two games, they've looked pretty bad. A 12-point loss against Penn State, a team that's on fire, but they lost that game at Mackey. And then on the road at Ohio State, losing by 16 in a game that they never really had a chance to win. You never felt like that game was close throughout almost all of it. right? Ohio State controlled nearly the entire game. And Purdue struggles for offense, and they really do at times, away from home. You look at the difference between their home and away offensive numbers, it's rather staggering. Look at their last two games at home. 76 points scored, 104 points scored. 104 against Iowa. They were on fire. 70 points scored against Wisconsin at home. Those are the last three. You look on the road. They scored 63 61, 74, and 52. 
There's a big difference between the way this team shoots at home and on the road, and I think we see that at the Kohl Center. Wisconsin, on the other hand, comes in, and of course this is the Big Ten, nothing makes sense. But if we're looking at what makes sense recently, Purdue comes in 0-2 in their last two, Wisconsin comes in 2-0 over their last two, including a win over Ohio State, Purdue just losing to Ohio State. Yes, on the road. Yes, Wisconsin won at home. Yes, that matters. But Wisconsin's playing some of their best basketball of the season right now. Purdue's playing some of their worst basketball. Extremely excited to see how Micah Potter looks in what I think will be a start. If it's not a start, still excited to see how he looks against a very tough front line, a front line that he struggled against in West Lafayette. Now, with Brad Davison, we'll see how he responds. Like I said, I don't think we should buy into that 30-point outing a ton. I think that was a lot of just made shots and there's going to be games like that, right? Where you make shots, there's going to be games where you miss shots. This was one where Brad had everything going at the right time in the same game. So we'll see how he responds following the biggest game of his career. But I think Micah Potter is an interesting X factor in this game, mainly because of the way Wisconsin was out-rebounded, Micah Potter being one of their best rebounders, and the way he, he really struggled against Purdue the first time around. I felt like, though he played well offensively at times, the rebounding was an issue for him. Just two boards in 13 minutes Wisconsin's going to need a lot more of his rebounding. They really couldn't keep him on the floor as well against Purdue because his defense was a problem in that game. His defense has improved mightily since then, so I'm interested to see how he looks against the Boilermakers a second time around. Give me Wisconsin winning it 71-60. to The Badgers find some offense. The Badgers tighten up that rebounding margin, and the Badgers win this game and win three straight now with a win over Purdue today. As always, on Wisconsin, follow us on Twitter at Lockdown Badgers. Tune in tomorrow morning with all the recap from this game. Wisconsin, Purdue, tonight, ESPN, 6 p.m. Don't miss it.